Hello, and welcome to River Do's and River Don'ts, the show where we take you through a meandering summary of uh, a week's episode, and then, after that long trek, we take you through our River Do, what we liked most about the episode, our River Don't, what we disliked, and then our weekly weird, the very special, most Riverdalian thing that defines the episode for us. This week, we will be reviewing Chapter 28, There Will Be Blood, which was directed by Mark Piznarski and written by Aaron Ellen. I'm Kat Cole. I'm Quinn Wilson. And I'm Rob Smith. Aaron Ellen racking up yet another writing credit on this episode, just working like a fiend. We open with Jughead obsessing over Hiram Lodge's plan and the ticking clock that seems to be running underneath this whole thing. And he seems super narcissistic about Hiram wanting to silence dissent. But also, the story seems to be framing this as him being right about this. So while he's being ridiculous and very Jughead-y, I think we're also meant to believe that he is correct that Hiram doesn't want the exposure. Mm -hmm. This is... He's talking to um to FP, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, FP, I loved this. FP uh, tries to appeal to him. He says, Hiram slicker than a bottle of snake oil, no doubt. And then he gets cut off. <laughs> like, he tried to speak to him in the language. Using the snake metaphor. <laughs> using the language <laughs> the of only language that he will, Five minutes will respect. after this scene, oh, FP God. picks up the phone, calls Fred and says, buddy, I just, I'm at such a loss here. <laughs> I, I said snake words, and <laughs> he's just not quitting. He's not. Uh, this no. kid had, won't quit. He must be right because he has ignored. He has ignored the the fatherly snake words and yep. is pushing on through. Indeed. We then cut to the Andrews's and Lodges having dinner, reminiscing about some of their dumb teen business that they were up to back in the day. And apparently there's some very important rum-related adulting that needs to happen in, in the other room. And basically Archie needs to be babysat, I guess. And we'll get back to that in a bit. But we then go to Betty <laughs> with Kevin, this poor kid. They're discussing apparently their catfishing chick. Yeah. <laughs> because they... <sighs> Because Betty wants to know what the fuck Chick's deal is, and he won't talk to her, and he's being a creepo. But God damn it, Kevin! I feel so sorry for him. I feel so sorry for them because they've been catfishing Chick, and Kevin doesn't want anything to he's do. He's like, with I, this. I don't like this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't no. sign up for this, Betty. We see them trying to get more information out of him, and it goes remarkably PG, like. I expected things to get a little bit, like, more risque than they did. I expected Kevin to at least have to take off his shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that didn't happen. But nope. the uh, Red Circle video was much spicier than this. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Guys, we're never going to top the Red Circle video. I mean, there are certain things that will keep coming back, like the Red Circle video and Toilet Gun. <laughs> Mad World. Uh, Ugh. Yeah, I mean, th there will always be some. There are some. Some of these Riverdale memories will last forever, and I'm glad to be here with you. Turns out the lodges want Fred to run for mayor. 
of Riverdale. And that seems like just such a fucking soap opera plot point. I'm like here for it. And I love the idea that he raises to Archie afterwards that he has always wanted to be mayor of Riverdale. Like that's something that he has always had as kind of his dream thing since he was a little kid. And I I love that. Fred Andrews, you goob. Yeah. It's perfect for him. Yeah. And my note in all caps is please make him stand up to Hiram later because he's so good. Yeah. The story wants that real bad. So Mr. Lazenby, the estate attorney, is at Thistle House revealing that there is a secret will to be opened only after the investigation is concluded. (gasps) Holy shit. I love our soap opera. And there's a public will reading tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is just, yeah. It. You know what? You know what this is. We we went as hard as possible into the teen trash last episode, and we're gonna go as hard as possible into the fucking soap opera shit with the adults mm-hmm. this episode. We did, yeah. It's touching these bases. It's like reminding itself of <laughs> Riverdale. Remember <laughs> who you are. Thank God, thank God, though, because yeah, it's it a solid woods. return to form. And and so there's going to be a public goddamn will reading, and it's so good. And we then cut to Hal wanting a divorce due to the butt hurt over Chick and the fact that their marriage has apparently always been a complete disaster hellhole. I'm leaving because I'm such a nice guy. All I ever did <laughs> was try to be good and nice, and all you ever did was poop on me (laughs) (laughs) and it's so dumb because hal's a piece of garbage but she's basically like you sold the fucking register to hire him you piece of garbage and he's like yeah but you can have half the money if you if you do divorce me and she's like hmm let me think about i love how she's immediately like oh maybe stroking her beard (laughs) thoughtfully yeah i mean it it really was like no, I'm not like emotionally invested in this. I just don't want you to win because I hate you. <laughs> it was good. The Lodges seem quite confident in their ability to control Fred as mayor. And I, at this point in my watch through, believe them to be wrong. I believe that there are some hungry petards that are hungry for hoisting. Mm-hmm. Archie goes to Jughead with the Lodges' plans concerning his dad asking if he can leak some information for him to dissuade Fred or something because he can't just oppose them but he's really worried about them fucking with his dad and let me tell you when he asks Jughead to like do some leaking and whistleblowing if that would be okay no one in the history of the world has ever been more excited to say yes to something than <laughs> Jughead oh, is yeah. here uh, also this is a start of a thing for Archie this episode where he does not know where his confidence lies, where his trust lies. Uh Uh-huh. It's real bad and all over the place here. However, the reference to Hiram's surreptitious snapping up of property around town, the likening of that to Dracula several times is fucking (laughs) on point. So this was so good. This was my favorite because Jughead said it, right? So the so the reference came from Jughead. Jughead was like like a vampire, and Archie internalized this so. Yeah, hard. he does. 
Also, this is the opposite of last week's horror reference because this is actually good, it was good. and makes sense. Yeah. yeah. No, Archie goes full bore with this by the All end right. of the episode. By oh, the yeah. End of the he episode, lays out it'll, the it'll Dracula come back, logic. Guys, it'll come back around. Yeah, it will. Yeah, this is Chekhov's <laughs> vampire. It's so good. It's so good. So it's just like, it's subtle now, but but oh, it's not going to be. Don't worry. It's not going to stay that way. Jughead goes to the Cooper women with this information, which is the right place to go. Uh, Veronica wants to help Archie get signatures, and he just fucking hangs up on her because she is pushing way too hard about this mayor thing and being so obvious that they're manipulating the Andrews. Like, it's really bad. What happened to the conversation we had last episode where we said our relationship is you and me? Not you and my dad. Which, after The Wrestler, we needed to have that conversation, but Veronica has already forgotten about it and is just using him now, which is very inconsistent. We then see Polly is at home with her babies, and Chick's holding one, and that's not the best. No, no. But we see that Polly knows about the will reading and is excited about it. She's <laughs> like, how much money am I going to get? Oh, and I oh, actually oh. was like, <laughs> it was like, no, that's good. That makes sense. Yep, I have left the compound and am here for my money. We see now at Thistle House that this Tony and Cheryl thing appears not to be a drill. Penelope doesn't love the idea of Cheryl bringing someone along to the will reading. But Cheryl says, she's my emotional support with like just the full wither. And it was really good. Sometimes you just need an emotional support, Tony. Because... Yeah, just this is kind of like a more empowered reflection of the conversation they had in the last episode. And like the tables have somewhat turned and it's it's very good. Veronica visits, uh, visits, oh, I can't speak. Veronica visits the Andrews's with too much fake sincerity and enthusiasm and a fucking professionally made portfolio of stuff for Fred's mayoral campaign that he hasn't agreed to do yet. It's a lot. And... Jesus, Veronica, you're like, it's it's weird and bad that you're being manipulative in this episode, given what's come before. But it's it's a double bad that you're super sucky at it and so unsubtle. Yeah. And Archie's not not happy about it. We go to the will reading. Man, is this some stuff? Oh, it's so good. <sighs> There's Penelope is given Thornhill, which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> And Cheryl immediately snaps back. The burnt out husk of a broken whatever, like, seems good. Oh, man. No, it's great. Alice storms in with, like, I think she is actually on fire. Oh, yeah. Well, we need to, we need to. So, first, okay. yeah. The Nana Rose gets Thistle House. Then Cheryl gets half of the the money. And then anyone who can pr- prove that they have a drop of... Yes, even one oh. drop. So that's obviously going to be this town-wide fucking plot line yeah. now. Anyone who can prove that they have a drop of whatchamacallit blood, of blossom blood, splits the rest of the money. Which, yeah, that's that's going to be real good for the babies and Polly and all that. Yeah. At which um, point? Yeah. Alice just comes in here like a house on fire and she knows now that Hal's divorce gambit was to get her out of the Blossom Blood based payout, which, okay, how did Hal know about this? 
is a legitimate question I have because this is the public reading of the secret will and Hal did a maneuver before this and I'm pretty sure it doesn't make sense. (laughs) I might be right. (laughs) Just I feel like I feel like this is the doctor somehow breaking himself out of the Pandorica when the fucking sonic screwdriver was inside it with him and it's just I (laughs) I'm I'm having Steve Moffat flashbacks. It doesn't matter if the story makes sense, you guys. Yeah, it doesn't really work now, does it? <sighs> yep. But she uh, pe- she says a whole lot of things. She says the word trollop. <laughs> she says like what oh god, she what, says, what, like, that's like right. A- I said inbred. <laughs> you you half melted three penny trollop or some nonsense yeah. like that. Like she just like <laughs> eviscerates Penelope with lasers from her eyes. Uh, Tony at one point says, This is riveting. I can't breathe. That's <laughs> <laughs> And like she's so toxic and horrible but it's glorious because these two people are so awful and like i just want to watch them fight forever it's so good it's so good uh-huh so <laughs> we move away from that for a minute and see jughead sort of putting the questions to pop about like did Hiram really buy this diner and who boy Pop cannot lie. Pop Tate is not going to be lying for anyone, but he wants Jughead to keep quiet about it because his mom is still alive and she wanted the diner to stay in the family. And it's like, oh my God, Jughead, you really are like exposing a sinister machination, but like, oh God, you can't. Don't do Mm -hmm. that, Tim Tate. You can't, you you can't do that. It's, it's too bad. It's too sad and horrible. He says, he says, please keep it to yourself while I still have my mom. Then you can do whatever you want. It's like, oh my God. It was very sad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definite heartstrings. Uh, Alice gets kicked out from the proceedings off camera. And yeah, then we get that Cheryl is getting half of the money. And Cheryl makes a speech about turning the Blossom family around. And not wanting it to be a bunch of goddamn supervillains anymore. And then some dude who looks exactly like Cliff Blossom just walks in and Cheryl faints. And we, <laughs> she wakes up. Oh, Mumsy, I had the most frightful had... day, Mare. So yep, she doesn't that's... just wake up. She is roused to consciousness <laughs> by a vial of smelling salts. <laughs> of course, because it's... It's the blossoms. Oh God, I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm just can't. trying to center myself to even. I can't, I can't either. I can't. Quinn, can Guys, you? Because you, I can't. You, you, you know how I said earlier on in this summary that this time we were going full bore into the soap opera elements of Riverdale. Uh-huh. I just yeah. My, I just says, are you fucking kidding me? I just I can't. <laughs> Cliff Blossom. <laughs> Had a fucking secret <laughs> twin. Whose name is... Claudius! Jesus, fuck! He shows up. Turns out Clifford threatened Claudius with a gun at age 14. He was like, fuck this, Merchant Marines. I'm out. <sighs> secret twin. Public will reading. Like, just kill me. I could die. <laughs> this is... I can't. I can't. It's- so much. It's so much. <laughs> they 
refer to in this story they weave. They say, me and Clifford were like Remus and Romulus. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Raised yep. by wolves? <laughs> what uh, do you mean? Yeah, no, they found <sighs> it in Rome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's just, oh my god. And Claudius, can you... <laughs> Can you tone it down, Claudius Blossom? Oh, God, obviously not. And of course, like, yeah, this is the most soap opera shit that I've seen in my fucking life. They're even, like, recycling an actor. It's just, the it's perfect. The only way that this could be more soap operatic is if, in the end, it turns out that Claudius never existed, but instead that was a long con. Yeah, it's gotta be Clifford, right? Like, what if that's not Claudius and that's just Clifford? I mean, it could be. But what if a Claudius it... does exist, guys? I mean, <laughs> it's so much. Let's do the Sophie's choice of which plotline is more fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, uh, we win either way, you guys. We win either way. Polly's very excited about this blood test and getting some money. And Chick's afraid of the blood test, which is super ominous. Yeah, he's like, oh, I, I won't go anywhere near a dang blood test. Don't touch my blood. Yep. Veronica basically tells her mom that she doesn't want to have to manipulate Archie anymore because it's super backfiring right now. And Hermione says, in this business of ours, the women always walk the razor's edge. But us? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but us? The malls? Yes. I'm like, Jesus Christ. The malls. <laughs> No! No! It's so, it's all, it's, yeah. I, <sighs> yeah, that. Whenever, whenever. I, they're, they're like, <laughs> the Google search that they did for gangster lingo makes me really um, happy. It's really, it's... really funny. And it's funny because this is like the third time they've had this scene play over again. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're like, uh, we need two minutes. <laughs> I don't wanna be I don't wanna be bad guys anymore. Mija, we have to be bad guys. <laughs> if we That's... don't be bad guys, then our, the stupid archies of the world will just get killed on sight immediately. Yeah. They have the no hope without tough. us. The boys are meat shields, but us the malls. <laughs> the malls. We're smart from behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Mom. It's Christ. So and so, dance we must. Dance on this razor's edge. <laughs> it's terrible and great. I look forward to, like, the second iteration. When they level up on this scene, it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. Betty strategizes with Kevin about how to get more information out of Chick. And Kevin can't handle him asking about being checked and... Chick can also tell that he's talking to someone off screen and it gets real bad. He's like, wait, are you talking to someone else? And Kevin just slams the <laughs> laptop closed. He's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. done. I'm done. Fuck this. <laughs> it's really funny. That was clearly on its way. Oh, Kevin is so adorable. Like for a cop's kid, he's just, he's not slick. It's so cute. He's really, really just over time getting higher and higher on my list of characters that I love because he's just he's so fucking wholesome yeah he really is he's such a marshmallow and he gets put in these situations Jughead and Archie are really kind of 
up against the wall with this expose thing, but Archie wants to talk to Josie to see if Mayor McCoy will just either spill or just talk down the job of being mayor uh, because they don't want to break Pop Tate's heart, but like Hiram's about to win and someone needs to do something. It's really funny and, how Archie's like, she doesn't even have to incriminate herself. <laughs> yep. Just talk him down. And let me tell you, Mayor McCoy seems more than happy to trash the shit out of her old it's job. It's such a cute scene. It's really like, funny. Like, she seems to be having a great time talking about how <laughs> awful it is. She's was. like, and the salary. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about a little something, and I mean a little something, <laughs> called the mayor's salary. Yeah, it was great. Chick wants a ride to work, and Alice is like, uh-uh, no, babies. And I don't know what they worked out ahead of time, but, like... <laughs> It seems like someone's not being reasonable here, but I can't tell who. Yeah, because either Chick just didn't have his shit together, and he's like, I'm late for work. God. And Alice says, I have babies. Walk or take the bus. And he basically sighs while spinning around in a big circle and then says, Mom! (laughs) 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 Yeah. Him being weirdly a petty teenager for someone who is probably some sort of twenty-five-year-old like, werewolf or something. Yeah, Pop goes to Hiram about what's up, and <laughs> I just Hiram's mad about Drughead doing this write-up and and knowing this stuff, and he, the way that he says Jughead Jones, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so stupid. I love. When Mark goes off on this stuff, like he's so good <laughs> at just hamming it up as a villain. He has to do that. That's what the comics character it's... is. Like, oh, it's God. good. He it's does Jones. It's so it's so great. He needs to he needs to be able to do that and he needs to be like he needs to every so often do an Andrews. He needs yep. to yep. have it down. Veronica very quickly cops to Archie's telling Jughead about the Pops situation. She just falls on that immediately. And basically, when she's like trying to explain herself, she's like, I had to give Jughead something because he was grilling me about everything. And I thought like the smallest or least offensive truth that I could tell him to get him to leave us alone about it was the best way to keep him under control. And Hermione supports her she says yeah that's a good idea good thinking yeah which at which point i was like mom knows hiram was like it's terrible and hermione's like it's great and they all kind of look at each other yep (laughs) i thought i was positive that this was a case of mom knowing what was up Mm -hmm. quite possibly um i'm not sure if that's resolved in this episode but like it it feels like maybe she knows what's up yeah yeah it is definitely not resolved so it could be a case of... Or it could just be nothing. Or it could be nothing. Because Riverdale. Yeah. I mean, look, this set of three episodes has me confident, but as far as I know, the next three, they could just completely drop the ball. Yeah. Yeah. They could drop it right into toilet gun water. <laughs> Jughead despairs to FP about how he's basically going to lose to Hiram. Like, Hiram's just got every contingency covered, and it feels like they're powerless. And FP's like, I actually have dirt. I could go on the record and and take him down if you like. <sighs> no matter how shitty Jughead is, FP just can't stop being a good dad. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and son. Like, I know you're going through a hard time. I'll confess on the record to some criminal loitering. But I mean, this is the kid who was about to destroy his gang by being a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And now he's like, I guess I'll just jump on a grenade for you, kid. Jughead then gets a mysterious call to meet at the bus station for info on Hiram. And I was like, wait a second. You're going to this like midnight meeting with a mysterious informant and you're not bringing your gang leader father with you? Yeah, that was a weird move. That's stupid. Yeah, it is. I mean, it turns out to be nothing, but still, like, come on. Yeah, he's gonna die. He's gonna get dead. Oh. Yeah, that that's the way that you get murdered. Mm -hmm. Good job. Especially in the exact situation that you're in. Uh, it's very good for murder. Veronica confronts Archie about him telling Jughead about Pops, and Fred announces that he's going to be the mayoral candidate. Like, he kind of just barges in and says, hey, guys, here's exciting news. Okay, but before this happens... Uh, Veronica sort of goes off on him and Archie's like, but I'm so scared about my dad. And she says, Archie, your father is an untouchable. He can never be hurt or corrupted. <laughs> she didn't say that. I love these Byzantine crime rules. <laughs> yep. We cannot hurt or corrupt this man. It's wonderful. He is too pure of heart. Should we try we would see our flesh sloughed from our bones. <laughs> yes, our malice would be reflected upon us threefold. But yeah, this is clearly not going to end well with this whole mayor thing. Betty steals a gross dental floss from the trash. Buddy, buddy is this the first time you flossed? Like, <laughs> he's got to have some pretty bad gingivitis. Yeah. I was blown away because like, even if you've got some gingivitis going on, if you do it for a little while, it recedes. Like, good dental care? Like, j brush? Floss? It was a bloody rope in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Oh, my God. It was just a lot. <sighs> but anyway, she's probably going to do some sort of blood test with that, huh? And... Chick confronts her with his theory that love is finite. Sucking on a Capri Sun, reminiscing about the days before Polly came back home. Yep, wasn't it better when it was just Alice and Betty and Chick? <sighs> I am made uncomfortable by that boy. The same decorator as Pops does the bus station, clearly, because this is also a 1950s. Yeah, everybody's wearing old-timey hats. It's nice, yeah. <laughs> and they're playing 50s music. And so we get this bus driver who used to coordinate private transportation and communications for Hiram. And like apparently he did some serious discussions about stuff with the warden of Shankshaw, which was not the place where he served his time for his crime. Right. So bum, bum, bum. And um, it was just it was Smithers. Yes, it was okay. I was making sure that I didn't think that, that was the case and that I was wrong. No, it was Smithers, yeah. Okay, they teed cool. that up. I did not realize that that was him. I guess it's been a long time since we've they seen They teed it up in the last time on Riverdale when mm. Veronica's mm, like, yes. is my dad a good person? And Smithers is like, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> I, I refuse to speak to that issue. So we cut to the Thistle House family dinner where Claudius seems less innately horrible than other people in this family, than other adults. Going on and on about the family. wonderful time he had on the Isle of Lesbos. Yeah. That joke is... uh. Oh man, that was that was really reaching and awful. But they went for at the it. same time, yeah. 
the fact that he was talking about how beautiful and natural it was is actually really good shade on Penelope. Yes. Good one. So, like, so I'm like, I'll allow it. Like, it was a bad joke. It was. But he is using it to dunk on his horrible sister. real weird. In law, I guess. Try hard uncle stuff. I liked the, like, the the teen girls being like, oh, my God. (laughs) That was. Yep. Yep. You could feel it. You could feel the, the. all of the family dinner awkwardness. So Jughead wants FP to get him information from people in the clink, and uh, Betty from a man by the name of War Baby. Yeah, that's in all caps in my notes when they get to that. I think that they mention him by <laughs> name in this scene, and then they say it again in a later scene. But I could not shake the Mad Maxian imagery from my <laughs> mind. <laughs> yeah, no baby. kidding. Betty tells Polly that she submitted a blood sample of chicks. Uh, we don't really get much resolution there. She just knows. But it's a nice scene where they're eating ice cream and talking to each other about how unsettling it seems to be spending time with their brother. <laughs> yep. Classic sibling stuff. Alice let the fucking babies go on a walk with Chick. And of course, Alice, they Alice are f- has no. a blind spot for Chick as big as Archie's is for Hiram. Yeah. It's true. Of course, they're fine this time. Because that's what works dramatically. Oh, I love... He comes in with the stroller. Polly is striding over. What did you do to my babies? Uh, nothing. Uh, nothing, Polly. What's wrong with you? What the hell? But then we go to prison, and we meet War Baby, who is this Dave Dryman-looking motherfucker. And he's got some dirt, apparently, that it it's going to be real significant. Archie confronts Hiram about, okay, what if you and my dad don't agree about something later on? And Hiram says, in a mysteriously specific amount of time, Lodge Industries is going to be totally legit and everyone will benefit. And Archie says, I'm going to hold you to that, which is adorable. I'm going to hold you to that because otherwise I'm left to believe that you are like Dracula, but for crime, a crime Dracula. (laughs) Yes, he says you're a crime Dracula. He, He goes on. He says... Dracula he, bought he land up. all over London <laughs> to spread his vampire kingdom, and you're doing it for organized crime. This scene did not see a revision in the script. I, as I was watching that, I was just thinking, you couldn't have thought of anything better. <laughs> Archie definitely went and, if nothing else, looked at the Wikipedia article <laughs> and did. read the plot summary of Dracula. He definitely did. <laughs> he was just like, oh, no. why does Jug think he's like a vampire? <laughs> what, why would he, what vampires, Dracula? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, amazing. No. Dracula bought land all over, all over London. He did. Hiram's buying land all over Riverdale. That's really smart of my friend Jug. Jughead knows what's going on. Archie confronts Hiram in the form of a middle school book report (laughs) thrown together at the last second reading off the back. so cute. (laughs) It's unbelievable. I can't believe it happened. Yeah, it was a, like, shockingly unpolished scene. But it was so good for all that. Polly announces her intention to just leave and drive west or something. And Chick threatens the babies again. And 
we get a shot of Polly getting cut out of the picture, which, oh, God. Leaving only Betty between Alice and presumably Chick. But, like, I liked that a lot because you could buy him cutting Hal out of the pictures just because, like, Hal is a giant piece of garbage and they hate each other. But, like, now we see that there's so much more going on and it's very bad. Yep. uh, Which was good. But, okay, I have to point out, Polly's like, no, I'm not going back to the farm. I'm driving out west. So, like, really? We had her, like, go out and join a cult and stuff, and we're just never even going to go there. We're never going to do a <laughs> single thing with it. I I think. Really? Again, they throw a lot of spaghetti. They were like, not worth it. Let's just leave it. <laughs> hey, you know, could come back up, but uh, not with her. Yeah, it's just. Ugh. I was like, really? We're just. This is like they're not being hearses at the drag race. Right. Also, I want to say in regard to this whole chick thing with him being in town uh not with him being in town but with polly being in town and with this whole blood test thing something that does confuse me a little bit is my understanding of this arrangement is that they take everyone who has at least a drop of blossom blood and then they just divide up the remaining money evenly and they're Uh like chick you should really get in on this and he's like i don't wanna i'm scared i'm not very good at math i'm not very good at gaming systems but my immediate reaction was, all right, cool, more for me, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's one less person dividing up the pot. Yeah, although Betty's trying to get to the bottom of what Chick's deal oh, is. Oh, definitely. So she's not going to give up. Hermione has found out about FP and Jughead sleuthing around the prison, and Hiram calls to talk to the Andrews's right the fuck now. And he appears to be coming clean or close to it to Fred. We then cut to Principal Weatherby just piecing out of this whole thing and saying, yeah, this is an amazing expose about what's going on and we won't print it because a malicious takedown of one of the student's parents is not appropriate. And while he has a point, it isn't appropriate for a school newspaper to print that. It's a school newspaper with like a higher circulation than the local paper and like has been used to do real serious shit before. So it's a little weird. Since when have they been getting the principal's permission to print stuff too? Uh, I have no idea. It hasn't happened before. Turns out Hiram's plan is a gigantic for-profit private prison on the bones of Southside High and a fucking company town built around it. And Fred is not having it and he is leaving and he makes the assumption that Archie is leaving too and Archie's like yeah I'll stay. No. Let's hear it out dad. Like I want to hear what Mr. Lodge has to say. Archie's like actually Hitler had some pretty good <laughs> ideas. Fuck you Archie. Jesus Christ. Uh, and like obviously Fred's heart is broken which is just we start we start this season with him getting shot. My son. <laughs> and like now we're doing this. Good god. Poor Fred. And so he's like yeah, it's it's awful. I hate it. I feel so bad for him. And now Hermione's running for mayor. And then to twist the knife, Fred receives the fucking mayor buttons. Mm-hmm. And I, all caps in my notes, please run anyway and tell the lodges to fuck themselves. That's what I was hoping for. It has to. It has to. Guys, that's what has to happen. We're all... <laughs> okay, that's we what's already... happening, right? We already, during the Black Hood thing, we already had him give basically the bullet points of a Bernie Sanders stump speech at the town meeting. Like, he has to run for mayor now. 
He has to. He has to win. Yes. It's oh god. It's if they do that, I'll be so happy. Turns out Claudius doesn't have any love for the lodges either. But also Claudius and Penelope seem to have some plans for Nana Blossom and Cheryl. Uh oh. Mm. This is a great hook for a like soap opera ass conflict mm-hmm. though. Archie basically tells Hiram that exposure to bad circumstances has turned him into a fascist. Yep. He's just like, yep, might makes right. That's how I feel about it. You know how hard I was fighting for my dad all episode? Out the door, I'm ride or die for Hiram now. Again, just whatever. Hiram and Archie bleed on a diary like weirdos <laughs> and throw it in the fire. They don't well, scream or anything when they cut their hands. And that wasn't just any diary, I don't think. I think that was... It was his, uh, if I decide to tell Agent Adams stuff diary. Yes, but they become blood and brothers. Then ju- yep. And then Jughead narrates some doom and gloom and we end the episode. <sighs> like a good episode, but yeesh. Like this episode was another one with just stuff. Yeah. I feel like these three episodes that we were looking at, it's like ton of plot movement, ton of teen trash, ton of plot movement. Man, what is my favorite thing that happened in this episode? It's it's hard for me. I think I think it's kind of a, t- a two-way tie, not even with anything that necessarily happened in this episode, but with the promise of new plot lines getting opening up. Mm. Because... We knew that there was some sort of huge plan that Hiram had. And like private prison, okay, yeah, that's sinister. That's great. But the new things that they opened up with the potential of Fred Andrews running against Hermione Lodge for mayor. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of good stuff there. And all this fucking skullduggery that's going to go on with the Blossoms. Yeah. Like, I couldn't agree more. Both of these two plot lines are so good fucking cool and if they if they do them right so it's it's kind of a weird river do because like they have plenty of opportunities to mess these up but like i'm really excited about both those storylines so good job episode yeah. is kind of how i feel about and that i actually have a very similar river do mine is that the lodge's plan is finally sort of out there so we have something that we can do with that mm-hmm. and having something that we can do with that means well there's motion that can happen. We sort of have something that we can work with as opposed to sort of needlessly dancing around this mystery forever. Yep. So that was mine. Mine was how much this like Tony thing with Cheryl is cemented, right? That like the the whole like I adore your your flannel mesh aesthetic thing with mom busting in to make sure that no girls were kissing and then her being there throughout the entirety of the um the reading scene and then at a family dinner that it's just like no they're serious they're not going back on it and it's it feels very stable i'm just like holy shit we don't have to worry everything's good you know it it felt it was really refreshing promising as a river do so nice cat called it twice yeah Yeah, exactly i don't know there was this show sucks (laughs) and (laughs) you know it's true it was not for god that they would handle this correct and and they often don't handle kevin's stuff well so yeah and you know that's tv doesn't handle handle girls well at all no 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 so I didn't I didn't ever think that 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 it would handle my girls well. And it's so far 
it's doing okay yeah well and and i mean we talked about it in the previous episode but like god there's such a cascade effect back into the past with a lot of cheryl's problematic stuff making sense now and like it's exciting because if they can handle it consistently well now it's almost like they were never terrible at it yeah right and like and... it's a sort of thing where now i don't think i'll need to call it anymore because now it's just like an accepted thing right like, right they've done it twice like they've done it twice so we're really doing it yeah yep and good it's one of those things where (laughs) with a lot of things in this episode there's this big sigh of relief it's like fuck they had a plan Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were going somewhere yeah and that's relieving to see yeah yep it's it's good it's a good thing (sighs) i feel fortunate in being first in the order for river don'ts this time because i feel like just archie <laughs> yeah that was mine is is such a river don't <laughs> yep. that like i feel i feel blessed one. in being able to say it first uh-huh. like his whole like it, it, it's it's maddening i mean he really has had this giant heart on for Hiram for a long time and it's been very strange and a bit inconsistent characterization wise but like it was okay to whistle past it because it had it hadn't ever been like a direct conflict between his dad and Hiram. But it comes to a, this direct conflict in this, and he's instantly like, "Yeah, fuck you, dad." Uh, and it was so like, weird because he spent hurts. so much of this episode fighting ostensibly for his dad. The whole thing with the black hood and every like it seemed like recognizing the garbage that fred is having to go through despite being a good person and wanting to help somehow was a big thing for archie yes exactly and now it's not at all like he wanted to kill the black hood not because he was afraid for his dad but because he enjoys the idea of killing He's just like edward like a horrible boy <laughs> like he just You know what I mean? Like, it casts so much of his previous stuff. It's like the opposite of Cheryl, honestly, where it's like, all your bad stuff, like, you just chose your bad stuff over your moral center for no reason. And, like, there's just nothing left to fucking redeem you anymore. Yep, Yep, that was mine as well. Cool. Uh, That makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, I'm there with you guys, but I'm going to go with um, Alice... It's his blind spot when it comes to uh, real like, close second damaging like put, putting those babies in danger. Yeah, and that was bad. It's terrifying. D- those poor babies. I'm just like, no, don't, don't endanger those babies. Uh, and her response yeah. where she was called on it and she's like, well, Chick's your brother. Gosh, darn it. No, no. That's you don't, not how you don't it know works. how family the works, is, do you? Like, he just murdered somebody last week. Right. Well, like, you know, Alice. You know, you know. Alice. You Ugh, know. Yeah, it's bad. Agreed. Oh, my God. What's my weekly wear? I know what mine is. Me too. <laughs> okay. Now, nah, I maybe, maybe it's not going to be what yours is, but... I'm going to go with my gut on this one, and I'm going to call out Hal's apparent precognitive powers (laughs) in being able to know that he needs to get a divorce from Alice so that he can have the money that will not be revealed until the public will reading after that point. Oh, boy. Hal the precog. The fact that he takes 
active considered steps to achieve a goal that he cannot possibly have the information to know about. That's my weekly weird. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. It's fantastic. Mine, two words, smelling salts. (laughs) Just cutting to that scene with this glass vial of smelling salts under Cheryl Blossom's nose. Like, I think it's important to ask how much more surprising would it have been if that was being administered by a medieval plague doctor? Oh, really not that much. Not much, yeah. Only a little. Right. I mean, like a little, sure, but like Like, not much. The the whole Blossom dynamic in this episode is kind of my weekly weird, like, especially with the weird, I spent such a wonderful time on the Isle of Lesbos thing. <laughs> but really, the smelling salts are such a perfect encapsulation of the entire Blossom aesthetic and of exactly how Penelope specifically would rouse Cheryl from her surprised fainting. So that's mine. I have one and an honorable mention. So the the one that wins for me is dracula (laughs) yeah yeah it's just it's so tight and i can't i can't get away from the place where it started which was not a dracula mention but a vampire mention so archie just going and cogitating on that one and spooling it up into (laughs) into this little book report i feel like we've been robbed of the scene where that happened i can tell you very easily how this happens Archie heard vampire. All <laughs> vampires are Draculas. Yes. He went to Google and he typed in the word Draculas, which returned in Google. Did you mean Dracula? Showing all results for Dracula. There's the Wikipedia page for the novel Dracula. And there you go. It's it's good. It's it's good. And like it, that that was the way the place that he took that to. Yeah. I'm I'm proud of him. And like his he must be so proud of his friend Jug for for being like, wow, it really does relate to what Hiram's I feel doing. I feel like in this episode, Archie discovered metaphor. <laughs> it's very good. So that's the that's the one. And then the honorable mention is Claudius's name. Okay, if we're going to talk about names as honorable mentions, also a shout out to my main man, War Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. They're they're good names. Uh, They're good names, Brent. Oh, so much. Claudius and War Baby. Now that's a story. (laughs) Uh, No, I am really excited that, I mean, we could just be rubes. Like, but it seems like Riverdale season two has a story now. I'm yes. so worried about having the rug pulled from under me, but I'm also yeah, so no hopeful. Kidding. Like, I know that it might be a fool's hope, but it burns <laughs> in me and I cannot look it's away. It's true. It's so goddamn true. Cool. And I think on that hopeful note, we'll say goodbye once again. Until next time, 